0: And Welcome to Beyond the Properties, the podcast that brings amazing stories of the people within the vacation property space. No matter whether it's hosts, photographers, content creators, if they've got a good story, they'll be on the podcast. Beyond the Properties is brought to you by Direct Vacation Bookings, the solution that allows you to take direct bookings quickly and easily. Not only will we create an amazing direct booking website for you, but also maintain it so you can do what you do best, hosting. Sign up at directvacationbookings.com to find out more. And with that said, I'm your host, Jared Johnson, and let's get into another amazing episode. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the podcast, and I'm excited for this guest today. We have Ronnie from Area 55 Futura got the name right i'm glad check one and yeah ronnie how's it going
1: man pretty well pretty well thank you so much for having me um i'm excited that you reached out and 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 yeah man all is well
0: no i'm looking forward to this one i actually was talking to a family member just before and they were like they never really listened to the podcast they'll listen to episodes here and there they're like this one we're definitely listening to so i can already tell it's gonna be a good one and we're getting people in (laughs) i love it i love it but For anyone who who doesn't know you, give us a little little update on kind of who you are, but also I'd love for you to actually explain a little bit about what your property is, because I always like to think of it as one of the most unique properties I've ever seen, but you can probably explain it really well.
1: Uh, I appreciate it. Uh, Well, my name is Ronnie. Uh, I'm from Los Angeles, California, born and raised. Uh, I have a background as a music producer and a songwriter. Uh, I've been fortunate enough to be in that music industry since the age of 12. Um, And, you know, as I kind of have grown into my adult years, you know, uh, and have been in the music industry so long, uh, it it really dawned on me, I want to say seven, eight years ago that, like, I consider myself a creative. I'm not just a musician or a producer or a writer. I just love all things creative. And, you know, uh, my sister is an actual, she's an architect Um, and, you know, I've always just kind of picked her brain on certain things and, um, and which kind of led me to just kind of jumping into real estate. Um, where ultimately, you know, my brother-in-law, my, my wife's, uh, brother, uh, he's actually in real estate and he was like, Hey, have you ever, uh, he's like, have you ever looked at Joshua tree? And I'm like, no, no, I, I haven't. Um, and I had only been one time. And um, I loved it. It was beautiful. It was just like a really peaceful place, but I had never looked at, you know, properties there. And then when he told me about it, I looked into it and I just couldn't believe um, (laughs) how insanely low prices were uh, for for property. Um, So as I just kind of dove into it and did my homework and research, I came across this plot of land uh, in Joshua Tree that I was fortunate enough to be able to acquire and then from there, I just knew I wanted to do something creative, and um, and and funny enough, it just happened to be uh, the neighboring lot across from Noah Purifoy, uh, which is an outdoor museum, um, okay. and which really, really kind of put it over the top for me uh, in regards to going after this property because um, his story is so amazing. Noah Purifoy, he was an artist um, and. Forgive me on which uh, the year, um, but I believe it was—I believe it was like the 1950s, essentially, where um, you know he was trying to get some of his work in LACMA and, and other uh, establishments like that. But due to the racism, because he was a uh, you know a, a black creative, uh, you know they weren't really having it much. So he decided to go out to Joshua Tree, buy this plot of land, and make his own outdoor museum, which was really, really inspiring. Um, And really just kind of put the battery in my back to be like, yeah, no, there's no way I'm not going to get this property and be this man's neighbor. Uh, Because although, you know, he has passed away, you know, just being next to that sort of, you know, uh, that creativity and that just sort of drive and push. It always just pushes me to do that. So fast forward to thinking about what I was hoping to do. Uh, I ended up I was listening to uh, Nas's album. Um, the, okay. the Nasir Which album one? the Nasir album okay, uh, yep. and one of the songs uh, Simple Things it was the last song on the album it just really kind of resonated with me and I'm just like man I really love this song and i listened to it like hundreds of times the song's only like two minutes long um, and he says this line he's like uh, we discussing buying acres, other safe bets me in jungle and jungling some spaceships where the squad at and I was like mm-hmm there it is
0: <laughs> like, <laughs> I like that.
1: literally there it is and i googled ufr uh, ufo house and that was okay. the first thing that popped up was the futuro home. Okay. and yeah okay. and i mean that's that's kind of the start of how it all went down from there
0: okay because yeah. i was i was doing some research about it and you had to basically take the place in pieces and basically move it from was it wisconsin down to california
1: yeah yeah that that was oh my gosh that was a very stressful time (laughs) because (laughs) it like i mean even getting even getting to that place you know uh was was a journey within itself because um i was getting married At the time, uh, because when 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 I even discovered it, I you had to go I had to go about essentially finding the people who own the Futuro. Right. When I finally realized what they were, the, the the rarity of them, it was just, you know, being like, okay, well, where are they mostly located? So. I just used uh the power of the internet of in stocking <laughs> i mean there's no other way to put it i mean it was like yeah. literally hunting down uh people and um and also shout out to um to to the to the Futuro uh, house uh um, Their website—they they essentially have all the the information in the sense for just kind of like the history. They don't give out people's information. They're very respectful of that, but they yep. were very helpful and you know just kind of conversation, just kind of building the knowledge and and you know really just giving that information. So, you know, essentially, when I was able to, they, they were the first people that that I reached out to that family in Wisconsin, and I left yep. them a message. Uh, about doing it and they never called me back and you know i just kind of pursued going after the other ones you know i found some in texas uh shoot some in australia all sorts of stuff and i kid you not um months later i literally just got married me and my wife were in michigan we just got married we're getting ready to leave on our honeymoon and my phone rings and it is the gentleman from wisconsin uh, he's yeah. like, hey, he's like, hey, Ronnie, so sorry that I'm getting back to you so late, you know, but I got your message, and my wife just, you know, was like, hey, maybe you should give this man a, a call back, and, um, you know, if he's really interested. And I'm like, yes, I'm definitely interested. I'm like, I'm literally packing up right now and walking out to get ready to go on the honeymoon with my wife. Um, can I please send you an email or give you a call as soon as I land? He's like, no yep. problem. I'm like, Perfect. So I literally land, turn my phone on, and then he pulls the deal off the table.
0: (laughs) How long was this flight? Where were you going to? Were you going to the
1: moon? No, we went to Bali. We went to Bali.
0: (laughs) That's a long flight. In fairness, that's a long flight. It's a long
1: flight. But, you know, I I told him we were going to Bali, but I was like, you know, uh, we had a still good conversation, you know, before going. I was like, hey, but I would love to get into the business of it with you as soon as I land, you know, and we can knock it out. You know, yep. I think it was all of him, twelve hours or something, but he pulled it off the table. But um, so that was very crushing. But um, and I'm sorry, like I'm, I'm just because I could run through the whole everything for you. Go, through, well. it okay. Go okay. through it all. Go through <laughs> it all. So so yeah. So you know he pulls it off. But you know the reason he pulled it off was um, you know he was saying you know there was a family member that. He was thinking about gifting it to, or was looking to purchase, or something. It was like, okay, that's respectable, understandable. So after, or during the honeymoon, I had convinced my wife. I was like, hey, can we uh, go to Australia? Like, and, and because she has, like, she has a friend, a longtime friend there. I'm like, because I heard they had a futoro out there. I'm like, maybe I can go and see that one. Maybe blah blah, blah all that sort of stuff. Uh, we went to Australia. Didn't end up seeing that futoro, um, but soon soon after, when we got back um, you know, made other calls. Uh, I ended up actually getting in contact with a gentleman in media, Pennsylvania. There was one, and I actually flew out. I flew out to go see it and I made the purchase of it. Um, but when I tell you it was in such a bad, like bad district, like it was in such bad shape. It was just the only thing salvageable from it was the door. Um, so I, I just made the purchase cause I was just like, I just, I'm just going to get it and I'll figure it out. Um, yep. And so I was there for half a day. I flew in, did the deal, did the paperwork. <laughs> I wrote up the paperwork in a, in a McDonald's parking lot. <laughs> Got it to the guy. Uh, we signed off, paid him. That was that. And I flew back that later that evening and I landed. And then the next morning, I get a call from Wisconsin. And it's the family <laughs> again, literally the next day. And yeah. um, he's like, hey, so, you know, uh, I had a family member that wanted to buy it and, you know, obviously family first. I'm like, absolutely. Uh, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And then he's like, what? You know, he's essentially not going to do that uh, anymore. And he was like, and if you're interested in still buying it, you know, I'd be happy to sell it to you. And then so I'm like, OK, can you give me five to ten minutes? I was like, let me talk this over with my wife. And I gave you a call back and um, I talked to her. And she's like, well, yeah, you did just buy this one and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, And in the midst of that, then I get an email from, like, while I'm talking to and like, because this is so funny how this all is happening. Uh, He sends to me and he says, yeah, you know, the reason, he's like, for further context, the reason why um, my son wanted it is because he was looking to buy property in Joshua Tree and make it into an Airbnb. (laughs) Now mind you
0: okay.
1: now mind you of all my conversations with this man, I did not tell him anything of my plans. I did not tell yep. him any of my plans, it was just like I wanted to acquire it, this thing. And my I showed my wife the email. She was like, You better get it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you better you better yeah, get it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you better get it. Someone else gonna do it.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I was like, okay. I was like, I'm gonna I, I called him back and I was like, I'm gonna send you a deposit. I was like, I'm gonna overnight yep. it to you. I was like, and then at the same token, I was like, if you give me a couple of hours, I will send you an agreement. Uh, and I was like, yep. in a week, and I will have you the, the rest of the amount within a week. And I was like, for, okay. for this. And he was like, okay. Uh, we handled that transaction. And mind you, I hadn't been out there to see it. <laughs> I, had, I, I have no connections in Wisconsin. No, nothing. Um, and I did everything. I did everything remotely. And it was the scariest yep. thing ever. And the reason why I did everything remotely was because my wife was pregnant at the time. <laughs> and uh, okay. yeah, and we were expecting a baby. Like, I just, I didn't want to leave her. Like the idea of going to media for half, media Pennsylvania for half a day was easy. It was like, oh, okay, yeah, just half yeah, a yeah, day, man. boom. But I know going to Wisconsin and it was in a rural area, I would have had to get like, it would have been lo- it would have been a whole thing. So I was yeah. like, you know what, let me just get it. And then I'll figure out the rest. So we locked it in, okay. got the payments. And then I went through the process of trying to figure out how am I going to ship this thing? Uh, uh, and it was funny enough, uh, my phone just rang. It was one of my buddies who was helping me plot to do it. He was like, we could get two big Penske trucks and we could, <laughs> we could pack that thing up and go and drive it across country. And I'm like, and when I like did the measurements and all that stuff, I was like, cause the family, he was very helpful. Um, and you know, I don't know if they want to be mentioned or not. So I just, that's why I keep saying the family. Uh, but okay. they were very helpful. Uh, and you know, just, just helping me with everything and just being like, Oh, here's the measurements for this. This is that blah, blah, This yeah. is how it usually is shipped. And I'm like, okay. Um, but you know, what it boiled down to ultimately, I found a company that was uh, willing to come out and that was reputable to do the dismantling of it, which it broke down into eight pieces, four on the bottom, four on the top. Uh, And then I found a uh, shipping company that uh, that was based out of Chicago uh, that was willing to come uh, and and do the shipment. And but when they came out and to do the inspecting of it, they're like, yeah, this is going to cost. Uh, they oh they said it's going to take two, two forty foot flatbed trucks, and we need police escorts. Yeah. No. Yeah, because it was that like it was that, and I'm like no way. I'm like no no way. Like and mind you, um, you know, and, and I I don't I'm not I've never been a stickler about really getting into the financial, but I just you know I don't I. I hmm. Uh, oh, <laughs> but it cost basically as much as i paid for the actual Futuro itself for the shipping okay. and i'd never have paid that much money for delivery of something you know it, it, it was it, it was just like what what is happening so but i'm like i paid this money for this and i have yeah. no other options right so um i just You know, and what what the company was awesome, too, because like they really kind of put all my anxieties to to bed in the sense of being like, you know, there's obviously insurance and, you know, they they had a lot of good reviews. They they were very communicative um, when it came to their process. And then on top of that, they also provided me a link to watch a camera view of the delivery process. Um, And that was just it kind of really helped. And then, yeah, so we went through that process. Of ultimately, uh, you know, with that they had to do the police escorts across certain state lines and all sorts of stuff, and it was it was just like, what is happening? What am I doing? Um, and sure enough, it, it it got out to Joshua Tree, and, and the funniest thing ever, I remember like being finally at ease, like okay. I looked at the cameras. It's coming. It's all. It's basically in California. I'm like super excited. Uh, me and my other brother-in-law are bringing out uh, a bathroom trailer uh, to put that I just purchased to bring on the site. Because I'm like, yep. you know, the construction part. I hadn't even gotten to that yet. Um, and the night after we dropped it off, and as we're leaving, coming back to L.A., I see the trucks driving past the opposite way. <laughs> Uh. Going into Joshua tree and I'm like, oh my God.
0: Like you, like you turn.
1: No, I mean, it was like 10 o'clock at night and you know they were oh. like driving out because I knew I was I, I was expecting them the next morning and I was coming out the next morning in, in anyway. But I was just it just sent me into a whole other level of just like I didn't even sleep that night. I just because I was I got back home twelve. I was up all night and I left the house at three in the morning to go right back out the Joshua yeah. Tree to, to watch them unload it. Um, and yeah, and that's how I got to the Joshua Tree, man. And then it was a whole other process from there.
0: <laughs> Have you been looking to take direct bookings, but don't know how or where to get started? Well, look no further than direct vacation bookings. Your ultimate solution to hassle-free direct bookings. We create beautiful direct booking websites that have all the features you need to make taking bookings quick and easy. Want to allow guests to check availability and book directly through you? We got that. Want to be able to have automated calendar syncing so you don't have to worry about double bookings? We got that as well. Want to be able to sell additional services at checkout so you can make more money and upsell your guests? Of course. And the best thing about it is not only will we create the website for you, but we'll help you maintain it too. So you can do what you do best, hosting. To get a demo, contact us at directvacationbookings.com or alternatively, you can drop us a DM on Instagram at directvacationbookings and set up a demo today. You know what I was thinking? I was thinking multiple things as you were talking. I was firstly thinking, we got NASA thanks for this. So, Mm -hmm. you know, one of the greatest to ever do it. But also the fact that, like, it's so interesting because I hear this from a lot of people that kind of the steps that happen where it's kind of, multiple things kind of just come together at the right time because mm-hmm. you went to you went to you said Pennsylvania mm-hmm. um, you went to, you were thinking about going to Australia mm-hmm. you were looking at places in Wisconsin and eventually it kind of came back to where you originally started yep. And you managed to find out that they were going to possibly move it to Joshua Tree to start an Airbnb. Yep. So for it all to kind of come together is kind of is kind of crazy. Like,
1: yeah, it's it's, uh... it's wild. And I, I and I forgot I didn't even I forgot this one crucial aspect. So, like I said, I purchased the one in Media, Pennsylvania, that was basically unrepairable. The only thing salvageable from that one was the door, and the only thing missing. Yep from the one from wisconsin was the door
0: <laughs> it's meant to be man it, it was, was meant to right be.
1: right and i was like Do you okay. believe in fate yeah oh absolutely yeah absolutely that yeah. and it, it was it was no better sign than that that's why i was just like oh i'm just gonna go ahead and move forward without questioning things and, and we'll see where it lands
0: <laughs> no Fair, fair. And then just so we can delve into the last part of it, I guess, in terms of the whole getting it together, Mm -hmm. like how was the rebuilding process? And like how long did that take? Because like putting it back together, I guess you were still worried that like, Mm -hmm. hey, maybe something got damaged. You have Mm -hmm. to put the door from the other one onto this one. Yeah. How was that process?
1: Man, it was just as excruciating as the locating of it all. Um, That's why I like broke it up and I was like, I'm going to stop here. I'll let you see. (laughs) Because if I run through it, you're going to be like, that's our time, you know, <laughs> but, um, but man, I kid you not. Everything else was by fate too. I promise you. Um, okay. so my neighbor right across the street, there was a house that was being built. There was, there was a gentleman that was over there building, building this house. And I literally walked across the street and I was like, Hey, sir, uh, my name is Ronnie. Would you like to help me put together a UFO? <laughs> <laughs> and he was. What like, did he say to that? He was like, "Sure." Can, I, 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 I'm, I'm, mince, I'm changing the words because I don't know. Can you curse on this podcast? <laughs> he was like, we, "We, we can cuss." Okay. He was like, "Shit, yeah." Like, let's do. It. He was this wild, eccentric dude who, and he started going okay. through his phone. He's like, "Look at all this wild shit that I built." This, that, and, the third. and I was like, "You're the perfect person for this job." I was like, "And I'm glad he came over." And he like came over. He looked at it. And he was like, yeah. And he was like, he gave me this kind of a base price of what he would do to help me put it together. Um, But just the thing was, after kind of even analyzing it, uh, realized very quickly that there was a lot more to it than just literally reassembling. Because um, on the original legs uh, of the bottom of the Futuro, the the metal was rusted. And like there was like bent parts and things like that. And to be honest, it just didn't feel like it, it. construction over time, they would become a problem, um, yep. you know, and so what I had to do is then I had to dive into learning um, uh, metal, what me- metal manufacturing was all about and, and tube bending and all that sort of stuff. So um, me and me and the guy, we essentially like worked out what the math was. I had to find a metal manufacturer that would provide these great, these really thick tubes uh, of metal that would essentially last like a lifetime. And then I had to bring it to a metal bending shop where they bent it to the certain diameters needed and then having it shipped out to Joshua tree. And, um, and then we got with a welder and then had those pieces put together. Um, and once that was finally done, Uh, We had to pour like these cement bases that were structurally sound so they could sit up there. Um, And then uh, the, the guy that was helping me do it, then he just called a bunch of buddies. um, And, uh, and what, what did we do? It was so strange because it was like trying to figure out how to get these things up because it wasn't the original base. We had to find the best way to set it in there because if you did it one by one, they would just kind of fall, right? Like you couldn't just do it. So what we ended up doing was we had a, um, we had a a guy come out with a Bobcat where he dug a hole uh, at the dimensions to where we can slide the bottom, the bottom ends together. We bolted all the pieces together, then had a crane come and lift this piece up and then drop it into the ring. (laughs) (laughs) and it was like it was wild like so he dropped it in there and then we bolted the uh then we bolted the the structure the bottom structure to the the ring itself from the outside in so we had that and then we took the top pieces and individually sat those in bolted all those in and then that part was like okay cool so we got there and then from there everything else was like the the ins and outs and the aesthetics of, of building it. So yeah, it was yep. crazy process.
0: <laughs> so from when you purchased it to when it was like up in terms of not even putting stuff in, just like, cool, it's, it's in place and like it's put together. How long did that take? So
1: that took, we started the, the Futuro got there in its pieces. I want to say December, like the beginning of December of 2018 and we started okay. We essentially it started like immediately, like we started as yep. as soon as possible, and we it took all the way till November November twenty nineteen, uh, November twenty nineteen, okay. uh, where it was like officially up and on, um, out up for for rent uh, on on Airbnb. Okay. So yeah, um, okay. that was the process, and that was every day.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, it's, it sounds like it's a lot. You are definitely not going to be moving that thing anytime soon. Mm-mm. You're not going to be Mm-mm. flying it anywhere. You're nope. not going to be doing none of that. <laughs> nope.
1: The flux capac- capacitors don't work. Nothing. We took all that stuff out. It's not <laughs> flying nowhere. Nothing.
0: <laughs> fair, fair. And then it's essentially off the grid, right? So mm-hmm. what about all those parts? Because there's other stuff. You have the bathroom, which is outside, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. all that stuff. Like how. How was that in terms of? Because all the processes sounded like you know you were putting work in to get it done. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, so th- yeah, the reason I went with off grid because, and I and I hate to to throw throw the county under the bus like that, but you guys do a horrible job. They, they they're they're terrible. It's, and and because originally before I even put it together, I brought all the plans and everything into. Uh, into the county because you know i'm trying to do everything above books um and it was yep. awkwardly they were like yeah we're, they're only open on wednesdays um for a, a really small window and i'm like okay so i went in there and i'm like hey this is what i want to put together and they literally told me you can't or, or they said they said you this doesn't fall under the guidelines of needing a permit so i said okay okay okay, I, I, okay cool so that's when we put it together. And then, uh, but without having the permits and things like that, I couldn't go about getting power, um, or doing anything unless I built an actual home on the property, which then that's why it pushed it to being, uh, off grid and things like that. So, you know, yeah, I just, I I went online, I found some solar panels, the system, and just kind of the same way I found the the guy to help me build it. I found this really cool, uh, (laughs) <laughs> a lot of eccentric people, you know, that like, yeah. are just like, yeah, like I just like doing creative stuff and you know, my specialty is in this area. And, you know, his whole thing was, uh, was solar and, and electric, uh, electricity. So he came out and we did a whole setup and, you know, it, this was really cool. And, um, I mean, since then I've done so many other developments of, you know, uh, t- trying to also work with the County because they were like, what is this? Like, this is an illegal structure. And I'm like, you told me <laughs> that I didn't need it, and and what was funny was I called this same person out because I remember his face. Uh, yeah. Because I, you know, as I'm going through all this stuff, and they're sending me letters like, "What is this?" Like, you know, you know, from code enforcement, and I, I ended up getting this like meeting with the council people or the and that are there, and I like pointed this. I'm like him. This gentleman sitting across the table was at the front desk. He told me and he was like he was with a woman because I'm like it's not if you know if you've been to one place once that's oddly only open one day a week yeah, yeah. for like you're not gonna really forget who you interact with right and especially yeah. for this type of project so uh, so yeah so I mean I ultimately opted I just felt it was better for the experience too being that yeah. you know it's it's you think a ufo you think futuristic but joshua tree yep. and, but joshua tree at the same time is very classic you know and very yep. simple you know uh so i just felt like that hybrid of the two just kind of made for a beautiful match and on top of that like you know like you know i'm not the most you know uh i'm not going to proclaim myself as the biggest like oh save the earth type person but you know i'm like hey if i can also contribute in that way where you know it, you know we're doing environmentally friendly things like why not so yeah
0: (laughs) no for sure it sounds like every step like when it must have been done you must have just been like thank you you know what i'm gonna take a break from any other building or purchasing or futuros for a little while look
1: the funny thing is it was like i feel like i did the i did it backwards in a sense where like i did the hard part the the hardest thing first so now if i want to yep. dive into it doing any like a regular house or any, oh that's easy that's easy breezy like easy <laughs> oh we want to yeah, you yeah. want to just buy this uh this house and then rehab this square box cool easy <laughs> you know because it's not hard to find parts like or find a window situation for for that and that's another thing too the windows i uh the windows didn't come with it so i had to figure out how to get windows uh-huh. made that was a whole other process too of finding um, okay acrylic acrylic manufacturing companies because you you couldn't do or I didn't want to do glass because you know trying to first of all get a glass in a round shape but with a bubble yeah you, you can forget about it you can forget about it but um yeah I found I, I was able to find this company um not too far from there too is I mean it it's halfway from LA to Joshua Tree but going out there okay. and working with that company and got you know all those like bubbles made and pop those in and they fortunately worked out and yeah
0: (laughs) well hey the end product looks cool I'm not gonna lie every time I saw I obviously saw it on the on the Netflix series but then Mm -hmm. I was also saw that you had a um you had an advert done that you did with your with Toyota right Mm -hmm. and they kind of drive up and then they kind of walk into it and it does it does look super cool and futuristic. Yeah. So yeah. it sounded like it took a lot of work, but it was yeah. it was worth it in the end.
1: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and, and in full transparency, it was it was a it was a big bet. It was a big, big bet on myself, because, uh, like I said, my my background, I'm a music producer, um, you yep. know, been in it since 12. I've, I've had a lot of successes. And but if anyone knows in any industry uh, as an entrepreneur, it's, you know, it's up and down. It's wild in uh, the music industry is is definitely probably one of the top five of that experience is that. Um, and, you know, I just kind of reached a point, especially when I was expecting my son, I just was like, nah, I'm not going to rely on this industry to dictate how I'm able to not only support myself, but my family uh, and making yep. sure certain things are taken care of. So, you know, I really, I took a huge chunk of the money that was, that was saved that was supposed to be for, other things and i was like i'm gonna go ahead and bet it on this yep. and you know to try to secure some 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 sort of generational worth i mean uh you know yeah you know value for for later for not only you know right now but my son later in the future so we have assets and things to to to, to lean on you know if we ever need it so yeah it was it was it was definitely the journey and a huge bet that paid no, off
0: for sure <laughs> no a hundred percent i think the good thing is that like I guess in hindsight, you know, everything's twenty twenty. But mm-hmm. in terms of it's never gonna go out of fashion. Um, it's always gonna be something that people are interested in. It's always gonna be something that people look at and they're like, Wow, I right. need to I need to experience this, I need to right. go there. And I think a lot of the time what you have happens on Airbnb is you have a lot of properties that look the same. Right. So when you do have ones like yours which are like yeah. oh, this is different, like Like, where can I experience this? Right. And like, you know, it's just cool.
1: And to your point of that, too, what's funny is that was one of the main reasons why, because when I was looking at Airbnb, when looking at everything that was around, they had Airstreams, they had regular homes, uh, they had shipping container conversions, like, you know, but like, that was it. There was nothing else. And this was even before that they did their whole Airbnb did their whole wow sort of thing yep. where they now they have all the different stuff. This was before all of that. So essentially, you know, when I was like, oh, I'm gonna put this up on there and, and I think I think we should do all right. Like we should do all right. And and once we put it up there, you know, it started doing very well. And then funny enough, like shortly after then I noticed then Airbnb had their wow for the like their uh more experienced type things. And I've had yep. I've had some contact with Airbnb which at the same time, I don't I don't want to blatantly say that it was some some thievery, but uh yeah, it, it I've I've got some some questionable things that like if I ever talk with the CEO, we'll have an interesting conversation. So
0: <laughs> No, 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 for sure. And we'll we'll dive into the Airbnb stuff because there's some interesting stuff about that as well. Mm-hmm. But I did wonder, so once everything's done, you're like, okay, we've decorated it, it's off the grid, all that you said that, was it one of those things where you put it up and like immediately you had people coming? Like, how was that process? Cause uh, it's the first vacation property you had, right?
1: Yeah. First vacation property. Uh, it was, I mean, it wasn't instant, you know, it was, it was a slow build. Um, I want to say, you know, first, you know, the first month, uh, you know, it, I think it was something like we did, we got about 10 to 15 bookings, Ten to fifteen bookings okay. within like you know that that November December month, which was 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 nice. Um, but I I kind of, I what like you know I I had set my bar where I was like you know if I can get like five ten bookings like you know like a, a month like you know I just kind of set my expectations low because you know I, I knew it would be I felt it would be some sort of a build. Um, but yeah, yeah, it was it was just like a slow build. But I'd say when because again like I said we open. November 2019, uh, but when the pandemic really hit in 2020 was, ironically enough, when it really skyrocketed, yeah, uh, yeah. And, and the reason for that was because, or at least I feel, was because it was like, the the word on uh, on the street was like, oh, well, you know, obviously the social distancing, um, and you need to be in warm locations, and just kind of away yeah. from people, and people were like, what? Like we need to, I don't want to be trapped in my home. And, and Joshua tree like was the perfect place. It was hot, <laughs> yep. you know, it was away from people, you know, and it was just like the perfect sort of storm. So uh it just, it, that's when it really went crazy.
0: Yeah. Was there mm-hmm. a moment which you realized that like, you were like, Oh, this is big. Like this is really big. W-
1: I mean, I, I, I knew it from, the, from the jump before it even went up. Okay. Like just because okay. like, not, and, and not, to, and not that like, I knew it would just like, it would just work. I just, cause I, like I said, I'm an idea person. I'm a creative person. Okay. And, and I, and I like to just kind of be real to myself where it's like, you know, if I feel like, you know, what, first of all, would I enjoy something like this? I, I would love to yeah. see it. Like, you know, like, so I'm like, would I do, I, and, and even before we even had our first guest, you know, I went and stayed, I went and stayed, me and my wife. And when, uh, when our son was born, we went and stayed, we had a, uh, a newborn and, and my wife. And we we're like, if we can do this, if this is an enjoyable experience, then I, I feel like there's a lot of other people that would enjoy it as well. Um, and, you know, and then on top of that, and we still go, uh, I, I go at least every, you know, every two to three months, I like to stop by, Uh, And if I can, I bring my family just so we can be there and figure out like, okay, you know, what needs to change, what needs what can be better, certain things like that. But um, but no, I just, you know, for the most part, everything with everything clicking, how it was in regards to, you know, just things falling in line to, you know, and I didn't even know this beforehand, but Joshua Tree is a big UFO place i I didn't, yeah, yeah. I didn't even think about like there was a whole ufo convention in like the 60s that they would have yeah. um and i'm like oh no yeah this is a slam dunk it just makes sense um no, sure. but you know but definitely not to the point you know and i had my goal book of certain things and the funny thing is it was like everything that i wrote down kind of came to fruition like i was like yeah something on net i i literally wrote down commercials Netflix, uh, I put a movie, I put music videos, uh, you know, and they just gradually all happen. Like, you know, one of my friends, uh, 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 Eric Bellinger, who's an amazing songwriter and an artist and, you know, uh, producer and everything. uh, I reached him before we had even opened it up. I was like, yo, this is a place I made in Joshua Tree. Um, I just wanted to put this on your radar. Let me know what you think. And he's like, bro, are you serious? He's like, this is, look, listen to, look at the artwork for my new, uh, for my new project. It was like, and it was a whole like space UFO theme, this, that, and the third. And he was like, I'm absolutely coming to shoot a video there. I was like, perfect. He came and shot a video there. It was insane. Um, and then, yeah. And then kind of like, as it just kind of kept happening word through mouth, you know, it just kept blowing up and going bigger and bigger and bigger. So,
0: yeah, (laughs) and. And then, so what got you on my radar was the Netflix series. So how mm-hmm. did that come about? Because yeah. I think that must have been big, no?
1: Oh, yeah, that was, that was huge. It was huge. I mean, granted, the, the funny thing, uh, again, like I said, um, the, the pandemic really set us up to where it yep. went from being, you know, booked a month, two months in advance fully, like 100% capacity to six months, then, you yep. know, almost a year. And then Netflix came. Uh, yeah. and Netflix reached out. Um, it was a, it was a, uh, it was a producer, uh, through Airbnb. Like she had just reached out like, Hey, like we saw this, I worked for this company, blah, 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 And I was like, send me an email. <laughs> so, you know, we, we exchanged information and we, we talked from there. And, um, and because of the pandemic, it made it really tough because we were, we were booked out so far and certain dates, like we were trying to like accommodate, and then at the same time, like then their schedule would change and things like that. Yeah. Um so and I wanna say it took I wanna say almost six to eight months to to get it locked in, like and I was scared that I'm like, Oh, we might lose this, like it might not happen and you know, but uh when we finally got it locked in, um it it was it was phenomenal. Like I, I um I, I was re- I'm very appreciative for, for, for that opportunity and them, them featuring, for it to, because from there, it went from now we're booked six, seven months in advance just through the pandemic to, to when that episode dropped, by the time we kind of came up to, you know, oh, you know, there's looking like there's some availability, that dropped, and then it just went even crazier to where now people are booked a year to two years in advance, um, yep. You know, solid, 100%. Like, and I was just like, and my phone was just brring, brring, brring. <laughs> like, yep. and I'm like, okay, um, we got to get this thing together. Um, but yeah, that's, that's how the Netflix came, thing came about.
0: Yeah. No, I feel like because we had Cara from the Alpaca Treehouse on as the first episode and she was on the show as well. Mm -hmm. And she said the same thing. Like she was she was doing well. It was popular. And then the Netflix series dropped and like there would be people randomly turning up at the house. They had to put up a sign being like this is private property Mm -hmm. because like... I don't think people, because obviously Netflix, they don't really put out their their numbers. Right. But these kind of things, like a lot of people watch them. So if you're one of one of those shows, mm-hmm. that is probably one of the best marketing, especially for your property as well, which is right. super unique. Yeah. It's one of those ones where like it can just completely. Blow up and like you're already doing well, and then it just took you to the, to yeah. the next level. No,
1: absolutely, absolutely. I mean, I mean, who hasn't sat and in, in, you know, if and you're like, oh, look at this, look at this, like amazing or unique house types. I love those shows, they're amazing. Like, yeah. I've you know, that's all I literally watched, uh, especially within the pandemic. I was just binging through yeah. all of those, like, because they're just fun to watch and they just are inspiring in their own quirky ways, right? So <laughs> so yeah it definitely was fantastic
0: no and it's a it's a well-made show as well like yeah. for anyone who hasn't seen it i def I've, w- I've watched all the episodes um a few months ago mm-hmm. and yeah it's super interesting i think the crew have like a good dynamic as well yeah so, oh yeah they were yeah. Fan-
1: I yeah. i'm gonna tell you something that i'll tell you something that um that only my wife knows in regards to that i've watched that show i just have not watched my episodes why? I, I just can't. I just don't. I, I don't. Is this? I don't know. It's the same thing with like me and my music. Like I, I'll create it, and I, can't, I, I, I can't go and listen to it after it. Like I don't know. Like okay. it's, it's a weird thing. I still. I maybe yeah. I need some therapy to figure that out <laughs> to get to the bottom of it. But all my friends are like, man, that episode is crazy, and you should watch. Like yeah. I'm telling you, and I'm like, I can't watch it. Like I cannot watch it. Like I know it went well. I've heard it went well. I'm even talking with a couple of the hosts that were there. I was like, yeah, like, your place was my favorite place. And I'm like, yeah, I still can't watch it. I I can't do it. Like, it's (laughs) it's weird. No.
0: As someone who has watched it, I literally watched it this morning. It's, it's, I think they do your place justice. And I think they make it look as cool as it. I've obviously never been, but it definitely made me think, like, yeah, this place is super cool. And, like yeah i think they they did it they did it justice for sure that's wonderful to hear uh, i'll
1: watch it one day i promise i'll probably do it with like my kids when they're a little bit older and be like cool this is so this is the first time dad's watching they're like what like
0: (laughs) (laughs) hey you definitely you definitely should hey after this after this episode the podcast might be a good time get the kids together and be like hey I don't know. let's watch
1: this well, well my son is four and you know so he and my daughter is one so she definitely okay. she's not gonna have the attention span <laughs> him maybe he's not even gonna they like they, the funny thing is they know they're like oh yeah we have a spaceship they're just like spaceship like, yep. you know i t- we, yep. we took them out there this past july and you know they we had a good time and uh you know my daughter's like oh spaceship she goes spaceship spaceship and like so she's familiar my son knows is the spaceship but I don't think they fully really grasp it so I'm like I'm gonna wait I'm gonna wait a little bit longer and then we'll watch it and then you know you'll know that's yours for later
0: That's super cool because, like, there must not be too many parents who have a literal spaceship that they can be like, hey, we're just going over to the spaceship for the weekend. Yeah,
1: it's, it sounds so. – it's, it's. I mean, if, if you want to be, like, a, a little flex, like, oh, yeah, I'm going to my spaceship. Like, yeah, it's, <laughs> <laughs> it sounds cool. I try not to get too into it like that because at the end of the day, like, I you know – I always, I wake up literally grateful and appreciative of that space and, and literally everything that went into it from the people I encountered, even the horrible people that I encountered throughout the process of it all, um, you know, I'm appreciative of it because it really, you know, if I, if it wasn't for any of that, it wouldn't have put me in the direction that it, it has to be where it is, yeah. you know? So, yeah. so yeah, you know, I just kind of like, you know, when people are like, man, you should be like, I'm like, no, I'm just going to be more like, I'm happy and grateful that we have it and I'm going to do everything in my power to make sure it's maintained and I'm going to keep putting my love and creativity into it and making sure that, you know, it's not only a place that me and my family can enjoy, but others can enjoy and find creativity from it as well. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. No, no, I respect that for sure. Um, And then uh, I'd love to delve into kind of where you are at the moment, because I think when we originally connected, which was, I guess, a few weeks back, Um, we'd originally spoken about kind of the situation that's happening with Airbnb. Like if you're happy to talk about it, like, kind of where explain to the listeners, I guess what's going on and you know where it is at the moment.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, So Airbnb has kind of taken a huge downturn for, for me in this sense. And just like not where uh, I, I noticed the funny thing is ever since they kind of, when they did expand into this whole wow type thing, like, It like the market, a just kind of got super saturated with just random things, (laughs) people. And I noticed with that, obviously, with any company, because and and I can respect that, you know, they want to, you know, they it's a business, right? So, uh, but I noticed that they didn't necessarily really kind of keep up with the 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 support of it all, like you know, because if you're gonna start trying to expand, it's like you you better be prepared for what an expansion actually is and what you to do to maintain. And, um, and so basically what, what, what just kind of happened was, uh, I noticed just like, you know, the, we were kind of running into issues with like certain types of guests where, you know, um, and it's unfortunate because we, I tried to do, we try to do everything in our power to like, you know, make sure that this process is the most easiest process because we understand we're a different, place and we're an experience you know this isn't just oh yeah you're coming into a home that's regular power regular water like you know we hauled water for the longest you know up until you know i finally was able to get water a water meter put on the place and stuff like that but you know uh when soon as i noticed that my phone would ring a little more often and people not you know being like oh well what does this remote do where's this this that and i'm like okay well we had it written we had it in the book and we provided everything there and i'm like people don't like to read. I'm like, okay, cool. So, you know, I had a good friend of mine who's an amazing videographer come out and we did these really like cool POV uh, things where, you know, it shows the instructions of each thing short, less than a minute videos and I put them in QR codes and then essentially like put it to where it's like, oh, so all you got to do is you come in. We have a little digital uh, book there. You just put your phone over there. It takes you to a YouTube video, shows you how it works, right? And then, but even then, You know, like after, you know, it's like that seemed to fix the issue. And it's like, okay, cool. Like so the people that don't like to read, they have a quick video shows them how things work. Um, But if I'm just being honest, like the the quality of guests started like really taking a huge downturn where it was just like, you know, people were just coming just purely to just kind of F people's places up and just certain things. So we had we had a group. I say all this as a, you know just context of going into it where, you know, and I know not all Airbnb guests are like this, but, you know, it's just kind of unfortunate luck that we have, but, uh, or had, uh, we had a group of guests come in and, uh, essentially like as soon as they arrive, I, this, this is what I noticed because in my short amount of time of being a host, I was quick to pick up on a lot of things that I can tell if this is going to be a tough stay or not. Uh, every morning, yep. like at seven, six, seven 7 a.m., I, I would have it automatically set to where like my alarm will go off, and I'll personally reach out to each of the guests, send them a text message introducing myself, giving them, you know, because, like this is the direct point of contact, I'm available 24-7, here's all the things of the day, here's the weather, here's the, you know, <laughs> like all this sort of stuff. And the guests that responded, like, thank you, I've received, you know, the message, blah, blah, blah. Always fantastic. The ones that never responded, it was it was yeah. an it was a it was an issue because it was like okay, yeah. you're either just you just don't care or, or I mean, and I get it. Some people are busy. Like you know, we've had people respond later in the day, but the people that just did not respond at all was always an issue. So that was this case. Um, now, mind you, at this point, um, you know, I feel like we've we you know we've advanced far from 2019, where you know we've got. Uh, You know, I already have water on site. I have more solar panel than necessary and needed. We got backup this for backup for backup for backup. Right. Um, And this this guest in particular, which I just thought it was really strange. Soon as they arrived. uh, And one of the main things is because we updated our bathroom. Well, originally we had this the trailer that was there that had the, you know, two bathrooms there. And because I just kind of found that kind of getting beat up so much by the elements, I was like, you know what? Now I got a shipping container that's completely converted. It has a shower, bathroom in it. We're we're updating. Uh, we're doing a kitchen. It's going to be like a lounge pod thing. It's going to be really beautiful. But the bathroom is currently working. We have that set up. We have a septic. Everything sounds yeah. easy, right? Yeah. Uh, we we have the photo there that shows the place where the bathroom is. The first thing they did, I get a text message after they didn't respond to me was, and they said, "Is this where? Where's the bathroom?" With a picture of the container where the bathroom was i'm like yeah okay uh i'm like the bathroom's inside uh just open the door it's right there to your left can't miss it it's only a 20-foot container that's it uh so like okay they go in there and then uh and we and we do have this one thing um where you know again i have it plastered everywhere It's, it's It's in the the greeting message that I send because it's a copy and paste. You know, I say, hey, uh, because, again, remember, we are off grid. That means our solar uh, things are limited. And if if it's ignored or abused, it could cause for an uncomfortable stay. You know, essentially, you know, so it's important that you follow these certain things. And if you have any questions or concerns, again, I'm available 24-7, whether it's text message or a phone call. Uh, And one of those things is that when you use the restroom because – the, the water pump we have is really strange. Sometimes it'll just continuously run, uh, yeah. and which draws a lot of power. So we ask, we say, hey, you know, you just, we have it unplugged. It's like there's a plug here, there's a cord here. All you have to do is plug it in. It fills up the tank automatically. You can use the restroom, wash your hands. When you're done, just unplug it. That's it. Yeah. And, and we say very clearly, <laughs> unplug it after use, every use, because... If you leave it in for a long amount of time, it will drain your power. So yep. they went in, used the restroom. That was that. Around like 7, 8, when the sun goes down, they're like, we lost power. And I'm like, okay. I said, um, uh, did, you guys, did, did you guys use the restroom? They're like, yeah, we did. I'm like, okay, well, did you, um, uh, after you used, um, if you washed your hands or anything, did you unplug the cord? They're like, we don't know okay cool can you check and verify they go and check <laughs> they it's left it in, in but it's still plugged in and they drain the power and i'm like okay now mind you this is in the hotter months where i think this yep. is august, august where it's really really hot it's like insanely yep. hot in joshua tree now mind you like i said we have a backup for the backup for the backup uh yep. i'm like okay so just i let them know you know from this point the power now is probably very much depleted in a sense and the sun is down um I was like, luckily, I was like, we have our AC, which is on a completely different, separate power system. But please note, if you're running fan, the larger fans on the other system, you know you're going to continue to have power outage. So if you cannot use that, maybe put the 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 AC on a fan, so that runs along and that can help cool the place and you know certain things like that. I was like, in worst case, we'll bring out the generator. <laughs> we'll bring out the yep. generator and we'll do that. And they just completely ignored all of it. There was like no response to it. And then they just kept calling me and saying, the power went out again. The power went out again. And I'm like, well, what do you have going? We just have, we have these three fans going. And like, and they're like, they're huge. They're huge fans. We have huge like Home Depot orange fans. Yeah. that are. Ble- and I'm like, ma'am, I I, I told you. I, I don't know what else I can tell you. I You know, you're depleting the power because you left it. And I'm like, this is what's causing this, the, the lights to go off. And then. So it just kind of became very apparent that they were just ignoring. They were just ignoring it. And, yep. and so uh, I was like, okay, well, you know what? Uh, it was one of those things where I'm like, if we continue this with them, this is going to then cause issues uh, for the next guests that are coming. Because mind you, we have guests coming yep. every yep. single day. So I, I just expressed it. Yep. I said, look, I was like, at this point, to be honest, I don't feel comfortable with you guys staying in my place. Um, being that yep. you guys have clearly just neglected all the rules and the guidelines of being able to, op- to, to, properly a- uh, operate the space, you know, it's, it's going to have a domino effect because we've had it happen before yep. where, you know, things like that. And I'm just like, so we either got to tighten up and get it together or we're going to have to leave the property. And then, so we had to get Airbnb yep. involved. Long story short, they agreed to leave. It's like, cool. Then 48 hours later, Start noticing on Instagram. Start getting all these harassing messages, and like, uh, and like DMs of "F you, this that? How can you kick out for these?" And it was very specific to these people, yeah, yeah. right? And I'm like, yeah. "Oh, okay." I'm like, "So, all right." So what I did was I just screenshot it, reached out to Airbnb. And I'm like, "Hey, just kind of experiencing some harassment and some online threats." Yeah. That's what it is. So I'm like, you know, just screenshot. Didn't even respond. Just screenshot it, sent it in. Then. Fast forward, um, they're like, We're so sorry this happened to you. We'll get on this. The second, third, no problem. That's it. Uh, if anyone who has Airbnb, they, uh, there's these, you know, when Airbnb uh, support, they message you in these threads, like they'll, they'll send you a message. And then when there's someone else that's taking over, they'll, re- they'll introduce themselves as the person taking over the case, right? Yep. This happened four to five times with someone taking over the case. In like a span of like five days, which I thought was really weird. Uh, They're like, hey, this is such and such. We're going to take on this case. And I'm like, okay, like, let me know if you need anything. And they're like, okay. And then it just kept happening, kept happening, kept happening. And then the next thing I know, I woke up at two o'clock in the morning. They said, your account has been uh, suspended for harassment and or online bullying. (laughs) And I'm like, wow, excuse me. I'm like wait what what happened what I'm like what I'm mm-hmm. like and so it kind of boiled down to two of these things where it was either a uh, they came to that determination through false documentation that was sent to them from the yep. other from the guest or the people who someone uh, out of all the people that were cycling out of taking over the case messed up and was like oh this is the account we got to ban and they banned my account
0: Okay. Which I'm leaning okay. towards
1: that one because it's, you know, again like there's there, there's I mean, they would have had to do some real good photoshopping to say that I was harassing or bullying because I'm like I reported it. <laughs> yeah. I reported it. But uh but yeah, that's what happened and they canceled literally over 300 bookings. Over 300 yeah. bookings um about 160,000 in revenue gone. Um and And yeah, and still to this day, they refuse to call me back uh supervisor refuses to call and 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 give answers to what's going on uh which you know I'm having to take other matters into that into that realm, yeah. but fortunately enough, earlier this year uh I had because i because of all the issues we were dealing with Airbnb, I opted to go to direct booking, uh which yep. you know I was going through that so was able to maybe about salvage a good amount of the people of the contacts uh, or the bookings that were lost um by because I always downloaded our uh our uh our schedule which had all the yeah. contacts and all that stuff and then I just sent out a mass message just kind of informing them what, what's happened and if they were gracious enough to wanna rebook with us directly, you know, we'll always be more happy that, to have them. And um a good yep. amount yeah a good amount came back. So that kind of saved our butts a lot with that. But um, but yeah, man, with that Airbnb stuff, it, it was it was very disappointing and very like, it was it was a it was a rough and I mean still rough. But like I want to say that first week was tough because not only do you know we got representatives refusing to call me back, um, yeah, uh, but then my phone would not stop ringing with like emails, calls, text messages, DMs of people upset who had planned their bookings over a year, two years in advance, who were celebrating yep. birthdays. Uh, anniversaries, surprises, like they had family flying from other parts of the world coming that like were just received a notification saying their thing was canceled, and then on top of that, and, and this just happened the other day, I got an email someone saying they haven 't received their refund yet yeah. from Airbnb, yeah. and it was crazy because if anyone knows as a host, you, you know you don't get you don't see any money from Airbnb until 24 hours after the stay. And, you know, so I'm like, I got people cursing at me, like, where's my money? I'm going to file it in my bed I'm like, listen, we don't have any of those funds. And, you know, I'm so sorry that this has happened to you uh, in more ways than one. But this is an issue that just like how we have to take this up with Airbnb, you have to as well. And to be honest, the more noise, the better to try to make this, yep. uh, you know, make this happen. But, yeah, so that's currently where the status is and what's been happening with that. Uh, it's been, been quite the the frustrating journey
0: (laughs) no for sure and i think this is why obviously i'm a little bit biased but i think this is why i always push people to not only be getting bookings from one source because Mm -hmm. i was talking to someone recently who had an a-frame in um colorado and Mm -hmm. they had a similar issue where there was an issue with a guest and then their account got suspended for a certain amount of time and you were i guess you would be had the foresight to be like okay Let's set up this direct bookings in advance. Mm-hmm. But imagine you didn't have anything set up; you would have been scrambling to mm-hmm. be even more than that. You had oh, to. Man. It was. So.
1: Oh yeah, it was. Yeah, it would have been a nightmare. And um, yeah, I'm so happy that that I did that of just kind of setting that up because I, you know, and the funny thing originally it was set up because I was like, okay, like, you know, yeah, we kept when we were running into difficult guests and things like that, or 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 having a hard time getting proper support because even certain things like you know I would we would miss certain messages of people who needed to alter their reservations because for some reason those messages would filter to my traveling inbox which yeah. you know when I brought that to Airbnb I'm like hey guys like this is kind of an issue here like <laughs> there's people who need to make changes and I'm not seeing them and why are their messages going to my traveling thing and not my hosting inbox and like oh we'll yeah. look into it and you know, and, and again, like I don't know, it just made it tough. So the direct booking was was a was a was a play to be able to, um, be able to offer better experience for for the guests, yep. you know, and the people looking to come, and I can communicate with them because it's like, okay, you can send me an email. Like you have, you know, you have all the tools to get directly to me. You don't have to worry about no customer service BS, no like, you know, all that sort of yep. stuff. So,
0: yeah. <laughs> No, and I guess the good thing is you also have autonomy, right? In terms of you get to decide, like what the rules are. You mm-hmm. decide to, to decide when people pay, uh, yep. when they can come, when they can't, and there's not, I guess, an overarching person being like, yep. "Hey, like we'll kick you off if you right. don't follow this or that." Right. No, so
1: absolutely, it, that definitely was a was a was a huge factor too. Um, but I, I know, you know, I know in that aspect again, um, just having having uh, I guess the, that power, in the sense, to be able to, uh, di- well, to just have it on your own platform and not, like you said, like have worry about someone kicking you off. Um, it's 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 a great protection because at the same time, it allows me to just get back to making sure I'm focusing on the experience and and yep. putting in the creativity. Because my thing is that you know, as long as I focus on that, I know the money aspect and all that stuff will come and the people will come. Yep. Because yeah, because you want to offer them something great, and you know, that's what comes after it. So
0: yeah <laughs> oh no, a hundred percent and then how is the how's the direct booking stuff going because I guess once this happened, that mm-hmm. became like okay, this is my main source of getting people in mm-hmm. how is that that process been
1: yeah it's it's been it's been uh very well it's it's been very well because i mean we've we've pulled i want to say about forty five fifty percent of those people back uh, okay. uh through the direct booking, which is really really nice um you know we're very grateful for that for those people because you know like Uh, You know, a lot of people aren't don't necessarily probably even care to dive into like what happened. They're just like, my booking got canceled. Like, okay, this is inconvenient. I'm done with this, you know, And, and that's not cool, because like I said, there's people that have booked a year, two years in advance. And, you know, I've always been a person like for at least all my friends and family, like you know i don't i don't care if i've known you for a long time or not you tell me your birthday's coming up we're celebrating we're going to have a good time yeah. and we're going to make sure like you you have a special birthday and and that means a lot to me like you know that people are spending their hard-earned money to come and celebrate you know like another year of life or or a special occasion with a loved one or family and friends like you know what i mean like and that's that's just that's trash to, to, to have it all ruined because of some BS from another company. So, um, yeah, man. So like, that's why I was just like, you know, we reached out, we did as best we could, you know, as far as reaching out, to, uh, putting it on Instagram, putting it in emails, sending it out to, you know, through a mass text and being like, Hey guys, like this is what happened in full transparency. If you know, you're still want to have, you know, come stay with us, we'd be more than happy to host you. And you know, even trying to just offer other incentives for them to wanna come and do it. But you know, it is what it is. But uh we're still doing very well on the direct booking side. Yeah. So yeah.
0: No, I'm glad that managed to I'm glad that you had the foresight to be like, you know what, let's have this. Um, because it seemed like you were able to see what was maybe coming in the coming along the horizon. And mm-hmm. you know, some people it might happen to, some people it might never happen to, but always having the ability to never have one point of failure yeah. is something that I really um, always like is super important. So no, sure. no, I'm glad that, you know, it's going in the right direction. Um, what's what's next steps just in general? Because I, I heard you talking a little bit about possibly being interested in expanding. Mm-hmm. Would it be like in a in the same area? Like what what's what are yeah. you thinking?
1: Yeah. So I mean, so uh, initially what I want uh, what I'm planning to do and execute with Area 55, the Futuro space, because the land, was it's five acres of land, um, which is, is a lot. You know, and I'm only using ba- barely a quarter of it with that. But, um, you know, I'm working with a, a lot of really cool brands and companies uh, to, to eventually move into like the event space for it. Uh, you know, I'm really excited to, you know, host, you know, not only you know, like company retreats and, and other cool, like sort of things that not only, um, you know, benefit, uh, like a brand or myself, but like also the, the, the community, the local community where, you know, people can come out and enjoy things because there's a lot of really cool creative people that I've been fortunate enough to meet in Joshua Tree. And then also like, get, like give them platforms for certain things, you know, uh, whether it's, um, you know, like a fashion show or whether it's a, you know, a silent disco, like, you know, we have all these things in the works that, you know, we're planning on doing. But as far as expanding into other places, um, you know, if something comes up, comes about in Joshua Tree, uh, which I've always got my eyes and ears to the streets over there, uh, you know, I definitely will explore it. But I think I want to try to go to other spaces because there's so many cool spaces, like not only in California, but just around the world that are just untapped, that like, yep. you know, and, and again, and it's not even necessarily exploiting it, but it's just like, there's just, there's, you know, I like to, I like to shed up, bring a light on these, like these creative, like fun areas. And that, again, that's what Joshua Tree was for me when I went to that, that piece of land, I instantly felt it. And I was like, at the bare minimum, if people come here and feel creative and feel inspired, job well done. That, that, that works for yep. me, you know, and, um. And I feel like I have a pretty good knack for for finding those spaces. Um, yeah. And, yeah, so that's kind of just the plan is just kind of keeping my eyes and ears open, and I'm sure something is going to come about in another space that, you know, uh, I'll try to just take another bet <laughs> and hope it turns out in my favor.
0: No, listen, you hit this one out the park. Like, it was super interesting yeah. listening to the story because there were so many steps to it to get to this point. But, um, no, I have no doubt that after the amount of work you put into this one and probably the lessons you've learned mm-hmm. that whatever you do next, you'll definitely hit out of the park for sure.
1: Absolutely. I appreciate that. Um, it means a lot cause, cause yeah, like, you know, all, all we have is, uh, is, 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 our, ourselves in the creative realm kind of like where it's just like you have these wild ideas and you gotta just, just take the shot and see what happens and, yeah. You know, uh, I, I just like I said, I'm, I'm very fortunate enough that it, it, it went in my favor. And I hope that, you know, uh, you know, I can continue to do it and and have more success and also meet other creative people that inspire me to keep doing it. Because, you know, like like I've list, I listened to a couple of the people on your podcast and, you know, I was like felt inspired, like, oh, like this is this is awesome. Like, yeah, like, you know, that I feel like that's what we do. We kind of like feed off of each other and kind of keep passing little flames to help build up, you know?
0: No, for sure. For sure. Well, Hey, I appreciate you coming on for anyone who's trying to find you, anyone who wants to book with you directly or kind of connect. What's, what's the best ways to do it? Yeah,
1: absolutely. They can, uh, they can reach out to us directly um, uh, at uh, area55futuro.com. That's area uh, A-R-E-A 55futuro, F-U-T-U-R-O.com. Uh, Where you can find the schedule, you can book, there's our contact there, you can send us an email with inquiries and all that sort of stuff. Or even our Instagram, which is area uh, underscore 55. Uh, The 55 is spelled out. Um, And yeah, (laughs) hit us up. (laughs)
0: Perfect and again I honestly mean this I really appreciate you coming on I think your story like even for me is inspiring I'm kind of new to the states but Mm -hmm. I feel like the states is such a big country that so many people have so many interesting stories and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and like just to see I guess the layers of yours are just like and I think you know some of it did sound like it was fate Mm -hmm. but like I'm a strong believer like I believe a little bit in fate, but I also believe you have to be there to create these opportunities, mm-hmm. and you definitely execute it. So, man, you yeah. should be super proud for that for sure.
1: I appreciate that. I appreciate that so much. And yeah, man. Um, I and and yeah, man. Like I said, I that office to open. When you when you make it out to the West Coast, man, please let me know. I, w- I would love to have you even come by the space because you know we got some openings now. So.
0: <laughs> All right, man. Hey. I'll hit you up 100%. Joshua Tree, honestly, is on my list of places to go in. The States is so crazy. It's so yeah. big. And there's so many different things to see. Because yeah. I'm on the West Coast. At the, oh Sorry, I'm on the East Coast at the mm-hmm. moment. And like I'm looking at the West Coast and even like the northern parts of the States, the south, the central mm-hmm. parts. I'm like, there's a lot to see. Oh, yeah, so, a lot. no, yeah. I would definitely take you up on that yeah. 100%.
1: For sure, for sure. All right, well, I appreciate that, man. <laughs> no,
0: thank you, thank you.